Good morning, everybody. This is Nicole Greer, the Vibrant Coach, and I am talking to you from Lakeside here in beautiful North Carolina, and I'm excited to talk to you today. I've got this really cool topic called Daring to Disagree. So this sounds kind of sassy and in your face this morning, but i got to tell you, uh, it is so important that we work on you know, resolving conflict instead of just avoiding it because the reality in our life is that conflict is inevitable. And I find that many people don't have the skills they need to deal with conflict. And hello, it's going to happen, so we better get some tools, some techniques, some strategy systems and smarts in place that will help us really navigate this idea of conflict and how we can use conflict as an asset instead of it being this thing that's perceived as a huge liability. You know, the first step to getting uh, conflict under control in our life and being able to deal with it in a really healthy, healthy way is that we've got to take ownership of a personal philosophy. So the first step is to really get a mental model that conflict is a good thing. So if you find yourself in a disagreement or not understanding, you know, somebody's up perspective or the direction that something is going, you need to understand why you are in conflict with it in the first place. And it's because whatever you're approaching or whatever you're encountering is, you know, probably in direct opposition or in opposition in some way to your personal philosophy. And a lot of us have a personal philosophy, but we've not really sat down to really examine what it is our philosophy is. So basically a philosophy is, you know, a thought process of how we believe the world works and how we see our presence, our purpose inside of the world. So you got to sit down and really take a look at, you know, what, what are the things that I believe? And I will tell you, beliefs are, you know, I say this all the time, are an insidious thing. Sometimes we're believing things we don't even know we're believing. Uh, we have all sorts of mental models that so are deeply ingrained that we haven't really stopped to look and challenge them. Sometimes we have this conflict, you know, right within our own being that's really not even with another person. So let's let's stop and slow down here and think about what is your personal philosophy because you want to have a way you move in the world that you know is effective but you're open to change. So here's what we want to talk about with a personal philosophy. Is first thing is to examine your belief system. So I really think it's important to sit down and write down, like in a brainstorming mode, you know, I believe this is true. I believe that is true. I believe this is true. So let me give you a couple of examples of that. In my own life, here's a couple of beliefs that are really, really strong for me. I believe that people have the power to see into the future. So I'm not talking about ESP here, or you know, although that may be true. I don't know. I would have to research and look at that. But I'm talking about this idea that you know most of us can take stock of where we are and think about the future and engage our imagination and kind of see what is possible. Then the second thing I believe is that people, once they see what is possible in their own life, you know, they can start to put different strategy systems and smarts in place to make it probable. So I think that the human mind has this ability to see into the future what's possible, and then I know that we have the ability to, you know, get linear at that point and figure out how to make things probable. So 
I believe that humans have this ability. Um, I believe, too, that people need to be challenged around their ability to see into the future and their ability to put strategies in place because we have, you know, a default mode where we want to, like, seek the status quo or we want to settle into this place of balance and harmony, which is a very good thing. However, we do need to challenge ourselves. So another core belief I have is that we need to balance um, and challenge ourselves. There has to be kind of like this dichotomy that we understand about balance and challenge, but we need to be conscious of definitely taking on challenges and and then falling back into a place of balance. Uh, but again, growing ourselves at the whole time. So the leaps are huge. Now, the second thing that I think is really important about your personal philosophy is that you need to take a look at what is uh, you know, the purpose for your life. And so, again, this goes back to the idea of vision. So you've got to kind of say to yourself, I think I was born to do this thing in the world. And that philosophy of understanding what your purpose is is absolutely huge uh, to navigate conflict and to navigate things in your life. Because if you know what your ordained purpose is, you will be able to step into things you need to step into and say no, that's where the conflict will happen, to step out of the things that you know you're not supposed to be involved in. The other part of your personal philosophy are core values, and if you want to get a list of core values from me and do some core values work, I would really um, love for you to email me at Nicole at The Vibrant Coach, and I'll send you a list of core values so you can kind of see, like, what values you perceive in the world are most important. So again, when you move into the world and you are coming up against different situations and people and experiences, your core values are part of your personal philosophy that help you decide whether or not you're going to get into something or avoid something or push up against it and have conflict with it and conflict on purpose. And then finally, the other part of your personal philosophy is having a mission statement. So after you figure out what you believe, you understand what your future self, what your vision holds, you can see into the future, you've got your core values in hand, then you need a mission statement that helps you navigate what you're going to agree with and what you're going to disagree with. So finally, we have what we call um, personality and preferences. And those things also help us understand our personal philosophy. You know, all of us are hardwired in a certain way where we have a personality that guides our thinking. Uh, we need to be surrounded by people who have different personalities so we can get different perspectives. And then, of course, inside of our personality, we have preferences for moving in the world, like when you use the Myers-Briggs uh, type indicator. So all sorts of different things help you make up your personal philosophy. And I'm going to break those down over the next few weeks. So we'll get a little bit deeper into that. But I wanted to talk about this idea of, you know, cre you know, really embracing conflict in the world and daring to disagree. Uh, a lot of times what I find inside of organizations families, relationships, is that people are in this state called groupthink where, you know, they've just abandoned their own thinking process and decided to just align with the people around them. Well, and one reason we do this is because, hello, it's just easier. If I don't have to think, I'm not working that hard. I don't have to expend energy. But we really want to wake up to the fact that, you know, we've got to get in touch with our personal philosophy and then we challenge our own personal philosophy and challenge those of the people around us 
so that we can move to a higher level of performance, we can have a higher level of thinking, we can have creativity, and we can move the world forward in a powerful way. So there's a couple of ways that we need to be in the world so that we can dare to disagree. So the way that we need to be or the mental models that we need to have are a mental model of curious. So when we come up against somebody and we're in conflict or, you know, we don't understand why they believe the way that they do, we want to be curious about it. And a next mental model that we want to think about is being open. You have to go into another mental model called change your mind. Uh, I think this one is absolutely huge. I know a lot of people who will just die on a hill because they don't want to, you know, change their mind about something. But here's what I know. If I keep myself curious, I keep myself open, I might actually learn something that shifts how I see things and what I believe. So I'm growing, my brain is expanding, I'm getting more intellectual knowledge. A lot of times what you learn mentally affects you emotionally and spiritually. And, you know, then you can change your mind. So your personal philosophy is going to morph if you're doing, if you're, you know, if you're growing and you're trying to increase your performance, you're going to get a philosophy that's going to grow, expand, and change. Then finally, once you have, you know, gotten in this place where you see a baseline personal philosophy for your life, you stay curious, open, and willing to change your mind if necessary, then you can stand in choice about how you're going to move forward in the world. So I want to talk about the idea that there are three tools that you can really use to embrace conflict and to challenge your you know, personal philosophy, you've got to come up with the baseline but then continue to morph it uh, so, again, you can increase your performance. So there are three three tools that you can use to uh, enter into conflict with people. And I like to call it creative conflict because these conflicts are going to, you know, get everybody challenged to thinking at a higher level. And so the first tool I want to talk about, the first smarts are is this idea of declaring. So I want people to get into this place where they're going to say, hey, we're having this conversation. I'm going to disagree right now with what you're saying. I think that we are on different sides of this situation. So I want to, you know, declare we're on opposite sides. So I I, I think a lot of times we just avoid conflict and we avoid, you know, talking about being in disagreement and, you know, hide from it instead of just saying, I don't think we agree on this. So declaring and doing truth-telling, honesty, and candor is really a huge tool. And I think it requires this character trait called courage to call it out and say, you know, we don't agree, so let's look at it, let's think about it, you know. So it doesn't have to be disharmonious. It just requires both parties bringing some serious energy to the party. Now, the second one is this uh, tool that I call dialogue, and this is really a wonderful strategy that I teach everywhere I go, the art of dialogue, and this is for groups. So if you're working in a group and you want to dare to disagree with the group, you call dialogue into action. And so I have a printout, that, again, that I can email to you if you would like it, about the art of dialogue and how you can put a collaborative coaching process in place called the Art of Dialogue that will help you work through conflict with your teams. And then finally, the third tool is dispatching feedback. And so I think a lot of times 
when we are in conflict with people or we are daring to disagree, you know, it's just a simple process of giving people some feedback on our position and what their behavior or what their philosophy is doing to impact our lives. And so I love this tool called a C3. And so a C3 is a feedback tool. Now, you've got to do 80% celebratory feedback and 20% corrective feedback. But if you use a C3 all the time, it is really, really powerful in your life. So let me just run through that real quick. So if you want to give somebody feedback, the first thing you do is you explain the circumstances to them. You say, you know, we've been talking about this process for an hour, and you have, you know, you have stated a few things uh, over the course of time in this hour, and the behavior I am seeing from you or the conduct is that you are not open to other ideas, right? So you're you're telling them here's the circumstances, that's the first C, the second C is conduct, and then the third C is you're going to say, so here are the consequences. Consequentially, I'm going to have to disagree with you, okay? Or consequentially, you know, the impact this is having on me is that I don't think we can, I can move forward with the process that we're talking about because, you know, our philosophies are different. I, so I'm going to have to disagree. So you just really say to them, you know, here's what... Put me into the the place where, you know, I need to disagree with you. Here's what you've done. Here's your conduct. And here are the consequential things that are happening because of your philosophy. So it really just lays out in a really great way, you know, how you are in disagreement with somebody else. So these are absolutely huge tools. So it was declared dialogue and dispatch a C3 feedback. So the bottom line is, is that we have got to get in touch with our personal philosophy. So I want you to do that work. Uh, look at your beliefs, your vision, your core values, your mission statement, understand your personality and your preference, and then adopt new mental models, being curious, open, uh, the ability to change your mind and standing in choice, and then using three tools, declaring, dialogue, and dispatching C3 feedback. So. Conflict is an in inevitable, but you've got to take the time to slow down and do it so that you can put forth your thinking into the world and challenge those around you. The results of this are going to be amazing. The powerful results can be that we can open up people's blind spots, we can get super creative, and we can press forward with ideas that change the world. So uh, this is Nicole Greer. I am the Vibrant Coach, and I want to dare you to disagree all week long. And I hope that you'll come back and join me next Friday at 730 in the morning. Check me out at www.vibrantcoaching.com.